0: Hey everybody, thanks for joining Spring Path, the podcast. We have a great show lined up, lots to talk about, so let's get after it. Hey, thanks for joining this episode of Spring Path, the podcast. Today we're going to learn more about UConn with our special guest from Admissions, Jamira Rincon. How are you today?
1: I'm doing very well, Mike. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, no, I, I mean, we met at the college fair, we, we talked a few times, so I'm really excited that you found some time to get on this episode. And, uh, you know, there's a lot to talk about. So, I, you know, being native to Connecticut, I've been on UConn campus a number of times. You know, I take my kids there, my family to go watch games. So I'm looking forward to sharing more about uh, the campus lifestyle. So why don't we start with how you got into this role? I know you you were a student, then you left, then you came back.
1: Yeah. So um, I am a very proud UConn graduate. So while I was a student at UConn, I worked as an orientation leader. I kind of stumbled upon it, um, hearing about it randomly, and I ended up doing that for three years. Um, So that experience really led me to feel like I wanted to work in higher education. I really enjoyed working with the prospective students, current students, and also their families. Um, so after I graduated from UConn, I worked at a few other institutions in admissions, um, very different from UConn. I worked at a for-profit institution, a private university, and now I'm at a public flagship. So it was always my intention to go um, and, and come back to UConn. So I'm very happy that I've been given the opportunity.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. And I think you you had mentioned to me offline that you actually, you got into it through one of the clubs on campus. Was that right?
1: Yeah, so I was at a club meeting um, for one of the clubs that I was involved in, and an orientation leader came in and said, hey, this is an opportunity that I had this past summer. It was a lot of fun, so I'm here to tell you more about it if you're interested apply. It sounded interesting to me, and that's what I did.
0: Yeah, and and that'll and that's important to know because we're going to talk about you know advocating for yourself and getting into clubs because that's a that's a big piece to this. That's right. All right, so <clears throat> so now you're here, uh, you're in admissions, you're helping families, you're helping students learn more about the school and determine if uh, you know UConn's the right fit for them. So let's share with uh, the listeners and the and the viewers. Wh- talk to me about the campus because you have some uniqueness about the campus. It's a huge campus, but. <laughs> uh the main one
1: yes yeah so i mean uconn is a multi-campus university for our undergraduate students so we have our main campus and stores in Tallinn county but we also have these smaller regional campuses across the state in stanford avery point um, hartford and waterbury um but i'll focus a little bit more on the the stores campus um so we're considered a medium-sized university about 19,000 students in stores, and like you mentioned, it is quite large, um, just over 4,000 acres, Um, and it definitely definitely. has that traditional college feel. Um, Highly residential, majority of our students live on campus. A lot of them live on campus all four years, Um, and it is in a rural setting. If you've ever been to UConn stores, you know we have our horses, cows, chickens right on campus. Um, It definitely has a, a nice campus feel, very safe environment for our students as well.
0: Sure. And I mean, and that's it's a good point. Like when UConn started, it was a big agricultural school. So when you when you get there, like you guys, you have the dairy bar, like you, you have a lot of things mm-hmm. that are still traditional. But um, how many programs do you have today? Because you've grown quite a bit.
1: Yeah. So we definitely started off as an agricultural school and now um, we're up to over one hundred and fifteen majors. And those are spread throughout our 10 schools and colleges. So there is a lot to choose from.
0: Sure. That, definitely a lot of variety. And so let's kind of, let's stay on the topic of the, the campus. Cause I want to, I want to paint the picture a little bit because it is a beautiful campus. Um, you know, you have that kind of, you have all four seasons, you're up here in, in New England. Uh, you kind of have that New England architecture of buildings. And then, um, you know, when you, when you walk through the campus uh, you mentioned it's, there's a downtown, but a lot of people stay on campus just based on the, the, the setup.
1: Yeah. So um, directly across the street from campus, we have what we call downtown stores. So if students want a break from the dining hall or they want to go to the grocery store, they just walk across the street and they're able to do that. So we have different restaurants and cafes and that's relatively new. Um, so when I was a student, that was not there. So within the past, I don't know, 10, 15 years, that has definitely grown. Um, if parents are coming to visit their students on campus, that's also a popular spot to take them.
0: Sure. Sure. And, and it is kind of, um, the campus is kind of family oriented. And I think that has a lot to do with some of the sports as well, right? Because you're very well known uh, in the basketball arena. But um, you and I talked about the different levels of sports. Like, What do you usually uh, tell a student that um, maybe a student athlete in high school and is looking to come here, but maybe D1 is not the right level? So what do you usually have for for students like that?
1: Sure. So we have our 21 Division I sports, um, which obviously are quite competitive and typically students are recruited for those. Um, But like you said, if a student wants to compete, but D1 is not their level, we also have club sports and we have intramurals. So club sports, they would still be um, competing against other students at other universities. Um, So there is definitely that competition level. And then intramurals is just with fellow UConn students. Um, So there's always ways to get involved that way. One of our newest buildings on campus is our student recreation center. Um, So if students just want to work out or go in the pool, you know, there's different classes, they can do that as well.
0: Sure. And now let's let's talk a little bit about the perks of being a student uh, on campus when it comes to sports. Now there are you, I think it's just tied to the home games, but there are tickets available for all major programs. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. So as a UConn student, you know, you're know you paying your tuition, you're paying your fees. And part of that is you're going to get into those games for free. Of course, some of the games are more popular than others. Um, so sometimes there is some type of lottery system. So it's not guaranteed that you would get a ticket, but you wouldn't have to pay. Yeah.
0: No, and I listen, it's a lot of fun. I, I know... I, we have to pay. My, my I pay for my family. <laughs> um, so uh, it's, it's nice uh, that you have that for free as a perk for students. And I will say, just on a personal note, I've been to the campus a number of times just for um, other events that you host. It doesn't necessarily have to be a UConn um, sports program oriented uh, event. Uh, you have different uh, camps for younger students. Um, you have uh, you, you hosted the national field hockey uh, tournament this, this past winter. Um, so th- you have a, a number of things going on.
1: For sure. So I mean on the weekends, like I said, most students are staying on campus and there's always events going on. Um, so some schools you know on the weekends it's kind of dead. everyone goes home, but that's certainly not the case for UConn stores.
0: Yeah, so there, there's always something to do. Um, yeah, so let's uh, let's kind of venture outside of sports and talk a little bit about um, some of the. We can talk about clubs, but you also have um, different cities nearby. You, I mean, you're not far from Boston, um, and it's not too far from New York. So, and then there's also Hartford, which is local. But how do uh, how do students, if they wanted to get into the city, have a night out? How does that tie into that? Uh, Yeah. So,
1: I mean, we're in a pretty good location because we're, like you said, close to Boston, not that close, um, not that far from New York City. So, there are um, weekend trips that students can do to go to those cities. Also, Providence is not too far. Um, If students want to take the bus to Hartford, there is a bus that goes all day long from Hartford to stores that students can utilize. Um, There's something called a U-Pass, which is essentially a pass for students to ride any in-state train, bus, fast track. Um, so, if they want to get on campus, certainly they can. Um, and then from Hartford, of course, they can go to all different places.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I would, I, I'll, I'll say this for you. I would highly recommend coming and taking a tour and taking in a game. It, it, it's a lot of fun. Uh, that that'll give you the full experience. Um, all right. So from there, let's say, all right, I. I took a tour i love the campus i think it's great um, i love the sports just the energy and the activities that are available talk to me about um, programs now we'll talk academics what what are you well known for um because you do have some competitive programs there that you can share with the audience
1: yeah i mean as i mentioned over 115 different majors um i would say there is a strong focus in the stem fields Um, Our newest building that just finished being built is our new science building. Um, But even if you're not majoring in something STEM related, you can still find plenty of majors that will pique your interest. Um, And we're also a research one university. So that means all faculty are doing some type of research and that's something that students can get involved in. And again, it doesn't have to be STEM focused. Um, So students can always go to their professors after class if they have an interest in research, or they can go to our Office of Undergraduate Research to find those opportunities um, as early as their first year. I would say that research is something that is woven into the UConn experience, but you can do as little or as much as you want. Um, As far as competitive programs, I would say the School of Nursing, the School of Engineering, and the School of Business, those are our top three most competitive
0: Sure. Yeah, without a doubt. And I think it's important to note what you said there is that, you know, you are a research university and you can start as early as your first year. So, um, you know, when I first started college, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. But for someone who's really driven and they know what they're what they're there for right on day one, it sounds like they can get started right away.
1: Absolutely. You know, there are students who know this is what I want as a career. And their focus on that. Um, and for those students, it might be very um, beneficial for them to take part in research as early as their first year. Um, so working with that office, working with their academic advisor, working with all the resources that we have on campus can help them um, do a lot of research as an undergraduate.
0: Yeah, so that's that's a good segue. So let's kind of let's touch on that. Let's say um, Let's say you're talking to me and I'm looking to go to school there. I didn't know what I wanted to do my first year, Um, so I'm assuming you have some type of exploratory first year um, and the support. Talk a little bit about um, who you have available. like You mentioned academic advisors, but what else do you offer?
1: Sure. So if students know what they want to study when they're filling out the application, by all means, they can put it on the application. But about a quarter of our students come in as exploratory, and that's what we call our undecided uh, major. Um, So they'll start in our ACES program, the Academic Center for Exploratory Students. They'll have an academic advisor, and they'll go over major exploration. Um, they will take classes that they need to take for graduation. So it's not as though they'd be falling behind if they didn't know what they wanted to study right away. And in my experience, a lot of students end up changing their major once they get to college, and that's perfectly fine. Um, our, Our ACES program has something really cool called the major experience, and it's all about major exploration. So if you're thinking, I'm interested in you know sociology and psychology and political science, but I don't know what to study. You can explore those majors and see what are typical careers with those majors, um, typical outcomes for those students. Um, and then, as long as you declare your major by the end of your sophomore year, for most of our majors, you're pretty good to go.
0: Okay, so so it sounds like it sounds like you're still investing in graduating. So it's it's not like it's wasted time or lost time. Uh, you're still doing your foundational classes, but you get to experience different things and see what it is you want to go into. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's very cool. OK, so um, <clears throat> I've come to campus, took the tour, uh, took in a game, um, love the activity, love the energy. Uh, I have an idea of what I want to do. <clears throat> so let's say I land on school. I, I decided that, that I want to go to school at UConn. What's the expectation as far as um, orientation? And then let's get into kind of what first year students who are successful, what they're doing. Can you kind of set that stage for us?
1: Sure. So if you are accepted to UConn and decide you want to attend, you would attend orientation during the summer. So it's a day and a half program. You do a lot of things. Um, The biggest thing you do is meet with your academic advisor to select your classes for the fall semester. Uh, But you have an orientation leader, you meet with other fellow incoming students and really get acclimated to the university. So it's not um, as maybe overwhelming when you come in the fall. Um, And then once you're a student, um, we have a really fabulous first year programs office. Um, So we do something called um, the week of welcome Husky Wow um, for our first year students, getting them on campus um, a couple days before the returning students come. Um, And then we also have Tutoring for our students, we have an academic achievement center. They help with study habits, they help with um, anything related to that first year, um, that transition from high school to college. Um, And then students have their academic advisor who they will meet with once a semester, at least to choose their classes. Um, So that's pretty much the basics of the first year. Um, And I would say a successful first year student is definitely going to become involved, okay? You wanna make sure that you're doing something outside of the classroom. Um, College is different from high school. You're not in the classroom as many hours, so there's a lot of free time. Um, Certainly, you should be studying during that free time, but you also wanna get to know fellow students and get involved in whatever interests you. Um, At UConn, there are hundreds of clubs that you can get involved in, which is really nice. And also a successful student is going to advocate for themselves. Um, If a student is struggling, whether that's academically or, you know, socially, there are resources at UConn. Um, So like I said, you know, the tutoring is there, but you have to go out and seek that out. Um, It's not always going to come to you. Um, So I would say advocating for yourself is something that's really important for college students.
0: Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. And I think I think it's important to know you hit on a couple of things. One was, um, <clears throat> you know, there's a lot of free time, so you should be studying. I think um, with my roommates, our standard response when our parents called was, oh, yeah, he's not here, but he's at the library. Uh, so, <laughs> so we had that. Um, but then it's also about advocating for yourself. So this is kind of an important note. And I, I, I tend to um, share this with parents is that know UConn's a a mid-sized school so there's a lot of there's a lot of a lot of enrollment there's a lot of students a lot of faculty the support is there but you know for parents they don't necessarily they shouldn't be doing it for their student this is a transition year they should be encouraging their students to get out and meet with their faculty meet with their advocates their academic advisors on their own they should start teaching them to set that instead of Because I know sometimes parents want to do it for them. So it's usually, you know, we try to get that message out there.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, Working in admissions, I speak to a lot of parents. I would say more parents than students around this time, Um, which is fine. I understand, you know, the parent wants the best for their child. Um, But now is a good time for the students to understand now, I'm going to be out on my own. I have to ask for things myself. I don't, I shouldn't have to rely on my parents for everything. So, if parents can help their students with that transition, I think that's beneficial.
0: Absolutely, and I and I think based on what you shared with us and what I've known know about the school and people who've gone there, it's a, the support system is there for them. Uh, it's just simply mm-hmm. about asking. Yep, I, I would agree with you. Yep. All right, so <clears throat> all right, so I'm here. It's my first year. Um, Um, advocating for myself. Uh, You have clubs, you have involvement fairs. Um, Talk to me about uh, you have I think you had like over 700 clubs right across all your campuses. So there's Mm -hmm. so there's something for everybody. Um, And so students should get out there. But talk to me about some of the volunteer work and how you give back um, because there's a lot there.
1: Yeah, so I would say volunteer work is something that's really big with our students. So we have um, our community outreach office that's all about volunteering. Whether you wanna do um, a weekend project, some students during spring break, they'll do what we call an alternative break. Um, So students have gone to New Orleans, Mississippi, built homes with Habitat for Humanity, things like that. Um, When I was a student, I volunteered as a big sister in the Big um, Big Brother Big Sister program. Um, So that was something that was very influential for me and um every year we do over a million hours of community service um wow. one of our traditions is called husky thon that's an 18-hour dance marathon our students raise money for the connecticut children's medical center so i would tell students listen if you are you know really into doing community service and volunteer work as a high school student you can definitely find your fit with us at uconn
0: sure and and it's you know it's very rewarding and and based on the size of the campus and how much goes into it with your student body, it it, it gives back to the community in a huge way. There's a huge impact here in the state Mm -hmm. Um, and we all see it. So that's fantastic. Um, So I get involved with clubs. I'm giving back with uh, volunteer work. I'm enjoying uh, campus life. Now I'm getting into second year, third year. Uh, Talk to me a little bit about um, Internships, uh, job placement, because I know that's something that parents want to know. Like, hey, I'm I'm investing this for my student's future. How do you, How are you going to help them get out into the real world and uh, start paying their own bills? Because that would be great.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, so yeah, that's a very important question to ask any school that you're looking at. Um, so we have our Center for Career Development at UConn awesome office. Um, and they help students as early as their first semester. So sometimes students think, I don't have to talk to, you know, career services until I'm a senior. Well, that's not the case. You can talk to them as early as your first year. Um, so most of our first year students will take what we call a first year experience class. Um, and in that class, the Center for Career Development will go into the class, help them leave with a working resume. Okay, so that's kind of the first step. But that office also helps with self-assessment exploration. So that might be major exploration. That might be career exploration. If you really have no idea what you want to study, you can go to their office, talk with a a career coach, and they can help you have that conversation. Um, They're going to help you with that resume, as I mentioned. If you need to write a cover letter, they'll work on it with you. If you want to do a mock interview... Um, before your big interview, they'll help you with that as well. And sure. they'll help you also build your brands. If you need a headshot for your LinkedIn profile, if you need help with your LinkedIn profile, all of those things um, that office will help you with. And then of course, if you're looking for jobs, internships, co-ops, there's a way to find all of those opportunities through something called handshake. So research opportunities, jobs, co-ops, internships, All of those things are readily available, and it's exclusive to UConn students and alumni. So I can say last year, we did have over 85,000 postings on Handshake alone. Um, And if you're thinking about maybe graduate school after, your undergrad degree, you can always work with that office as well. So I would say it's a very robust program. Um, and, you know, worrying or thinking about what is going to happen after graduation is a very valid concern. But I would say UConn overall does a really good job at um, having our students be ready for life after graduation.
0: Sure. And you have a you have a high percentage rate considering the um, like the national average. What's the uh, job placement in graduate graduate program placement
1: yeah so we have um a 90 percent positive outcome rate um six months after graduation so that means 90 percent of students are either um, gainfully employed or they're continuing on to graduate school um, a small percentage are doing some type of volunteer work or um, military service um, so that is higher than the national average um and even after graduation you know um, you can always talk with that this office if you want help finding a, a job or need some career advice.
0: So you can always come back even after you graduate?
1: Yes, for sure. Oh,
0: that's fantastic. All right. It's good to know. Um, and then, of course, you also have like a huge alumni network. So talk to me a little bit about that. Um, uh, job fairs or connecting with alumni?
1: We do. Um, so we have something called the Husky Mentor Network. Um, so if students want to talk to maybe a recent grad who was who studied the same thing that they are studying now, and kind of get a sense of you know how was your UConn experience, what classes did did you take, what was your first job after graduation, how did that work out for you? That's kind of a nice way to have a kind of informal conversation with um, a UConn alum. Um, Maybe get some tips for a, a job interview, things like that. So there are plenty of UConn alumni who want to talk to current students um, and and help them. And you know, obviously, we have a lot of alumni in Connecticut, but we have alumni networks around the country and also around the world um, that can help students um, if they have questions.
0: Yeah, no, it's a, it's a big network. So yeah, I recommend uh, if you are a student there currently. Uh, Get tied in because that's one of my—I always advocate for tying into the alumni network because it's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's extremely beneficial uh, throughout your career, without a doubt. For
1: sure, absolutely.
0: Okay, jomira I've—I've gone through the campus tour, I've selected UConn, <clears throat> got my major, did my research, got out, uh, got a job, and um, it's a—it's a great story. And now I can give back to the alumni network. Um, how does someone who hears this whole story uh, get more information or get in contact with UConn? What's the best way to reach out to you?
1: Sure. So our general email is bahusky at uconn.edu. So that's B-E-A-H-U-S-K-Y at uconn.edu. And also on our website, if you want to connect with the admissions officer, that works with your school, I would recommend doing that. So we have a meet the staff page. You can certainly um, find contact information there because that's the person that's going to be going to your high school, going to your college fair, and most likely reading your application as well. Um, and then we also have visit opportunities, You know, tours. We have a shadow program called Husky for a Day. If students wanna come on campus and walk around with a current student, Um, go to a class, residence hall, dining hall, and really get that UConn experience.
0: Sure, no, I highly recommend it. Yeah, that would be great. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna drop the uh, email and the website link into the description, um, and then people will begin to reach out. So it sounds like if they go to the website, they'll get routed to the right person.
1: Absolutely, yep. All right, very
0: cool. Jamyra, thank you. This has been awesome. It's been very informative. I hope it helps our our listeners, our parents and our students. And, um, you know, I look forward to seeing you at our next college fair.
1: Definitely. Thanks,
0: Mike. It was a pleasure. You got it. And for everyone listening, um, you can always visit uh, springpath.net and see if UConn is a match for you. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, Jamyra. Bye. Thanks. Take care.